0: Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a hey, move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I need some help. I need some help. I mean, I thought that. You know, I knew a thing or two about marketing or what have you, but there are some people that exist in this world that'll put anybody to shame. You know who the hell I'm talking about. You know. Stephen A. Smith show. Right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Stephen A. Smith Show, coming at you as I love to do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over the digital airwaves of YouTube. As usual, we're here in my studio thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel. Is the official sports betting company of The Stephen A. Smith Show. By the way, appreciate the love and support. My my followers, my subscribers has exceeded 325,000 in climbing first six months. Man, I can't thank y'all enough. Keep it coming. Keep the love coming. I'm going to keep on coming. Like and follow The Stephen A. Smith Show right here on YouTube. Just click the bell to get notified of all of our new content. And here I come. And by the way, while you're doing all of that, please don't forget to pick up a copy of my New York Times bestselling book, Straight Shooter. A Memoir of Second Chances and First Takes. And by the way, to call into the show, I got a number for you. That's 888-SAS-5303, 888-SAS-5303. That's 888-727-5303. You know, when we watch the National Football League, I don't know if you notice know or not, but the National Football League is a religion. It's such a religion that, damn it, college football, damn near, is becoming a religion. I mean, where else do you see 100,000-plus packing stadiums, okay? It's rare that you see that. It's rare. But you damn sure see it for college football. And if the NFL wasn't so big time on TV with the NFL package on YouTube these days, used to be on DirecTV, who knows how many people would pack the stadiums because they're always packed to capacity. The NFL is religion in this country. They're trying to be that way beyond. That's why they've got games in London and Germany this year. People love the NFL. They can't get enough of the NFL. We get all of that. But they can't get enough of Taylor Swift either. Now, I told y'all how I feel about Taylor Swift already. I told y'all this, okay? So we ain't gonna belabor this damn point. This girl's concert was sensational. Now, I ain't gonna go as far as saying I'm a damn Swifty because of it, because I love me some Beyonce, make no mistake. Ain't nobody coming before the Queen Bee. But that concert, By Taylor Swift, girl, you done did that thing. You done did that thing. She was absolutely sensational. Absolutely sensational. And she's proven to be, along the way, not just an incredible performer, musician, artist, but she's also a marketing genius. I mean, when we gonna stop acting like we don't know what this is all about? Taylor Swift is playing everybody like a violin. And I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I'm not saying that to malign her. I'm saying that because, damn it, I'm jealous. I am jealous of Taylor Swift. Because you talk about somebody that knows, absolutely positively knows, how to translate attention and loyalty in the dollars and cents. It's that girl. And by the way, the hell with the cents. I'm just talking dollars with this girl. Ain't nobody dropping quarters and nickels and dimes. This girl's something special. She is a marketing genius. Between albums, summer touring, concert movies, re-recordings, now she appearing at NFL games. Damn it, she's seen everywhere. There's two people that's seen everywhere you go, Taylor Swift and Jesus Christ. That's about it. I mean, talk about being omnipotent. That is her. That is her. NBC, do y'all notice NBC said that the Sunday night game between the Chiefs and the Jets attended by Swift, obviously, and a star-studded crew to watch tight end Travis Kelsey play averaged over 27 million viewers, making it the most watched Sunday show since the Super Bowl last February. The Super Bowl and Taylor Swift. First of all, I, ain't even knew she, I didn't even know she liked football like that. And is she feeling Travis Kelsey more power to him? I know a lot of ladies that was feeling Travis Kelsey. He's a good-looking brother. Great, great dude. One of the greatest tight ends in the history of football. A two-time champion. Charismatic personality. Good looks the whole bit. He's, he's the package. All right? But Taylor Swift, did y'all know that Taylor Swift was capitalizing off of the NFL a long time ago? Ladies and gentlemen, she was promoting her summer tour on her album last year during the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift knows what the hell she's doing. Now, getting back to this Sunday when 27 million people watched, NBC promoted the game. How many, few, how many cutaways and references to the songstress Throughout the night, can you do NBC? They promoted the game by going all in on promoting Swift's rumored romance with Kelsey. Now, Kelsey is going to sit up there and be like, it's, it's too much. It's too much. Him and his brother, Jason, on the New Heights podcast. They talk about it's too much, too much, too much. Kelsey, my brother, because you know your boy, Steven, A. love you. I love the hell out of you, bro. You know that. You my man. You know that. Stop that nonsense. Stop it. You started this. The world wouldn't have known that you reached out to her to try to get with her unless, you know, you you told us. You know, leaving your number with her or something or talking about something at a concert, wanted to meet her before one of her concerts, but she don't talk before concerts to save her voice and all of this other stuff. You did that. We wouldn't have known. You let the world know. And I know who produces your podcast. So those brilliant brothers at Wave probably was behind it for all we know. More power to you, bro. Ain't no slight. I ain't hating. But when you're talking about it's too much, it's too much. Come on, you got to get over that, bro. Not after you instigated it. The game itself saw a 53% increase in female viewers. Aged 12 to 17, by the way, a 34% increase in female viewers above 35, and a 24% increase in female viewers aged 18 to 24, according to the research I did. Few other facts to point out. Taylor Swift's face was the header to the NFL's Twitter accounts. She was featured in the pregame Sunday night football promo. Taylor's Errors tour, which I attended and I took my daughters to and damn it, 10 of their friends. That concert film hits theaters October 13th. Oh, what a coincidence. Projections for the movie are upward of a hundred million dollars. And in case you didn't notice, it's already been cleared globally. Globally. She's already reportedly turned down the Super Bowl twice. Taylor Swift basically said, yo, the Super Bowl needs me. I don't need y'all. And the NFL is showing the proof because they're capitalizing off of her, just like she's capitalizing off of them, both using attention and loyalty to transfer that into dollars and cents. Who does it better than the NFL? Come on, y'all. We all know what time it is. We know what time it is. So let's just stop the nonsense because we understand what this is. Travis Kelsey, come on, bro. No complaining. Suck it up suck it up by the way i'm just gonna tell on myself a little bit Taylor swift is phenomenal made over six billion on tour reportedly and damn it she's worth every penny no doubt about it she is a fabulous musician fabulous artist Her concert was the greatest concert I've ever attended, although I've never been to a Beyonce concert. I've been to Jay-Z's concert, particularly him with Kanye. I ain't never been to a Beyonce concert, even though I know Beyonce a little bit through Jay-Z, who's my boy. But I got to tell you, I don't have to be at no damn Beyonce concert. I'll go, though. But I don't have to be. She's one of the greatest ever. But I'll talk more about her a little bit later on in the show. Ain't nobody the queen bee. I'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the show. But I only bring that up to say this about Taylor Swift. She is phenomenal. I love her. I love and admire all the Swifties out there. My daughters are Swifties and stuff like that. They love themselves from Taylor Swift. They've gone to the concert the whole bit. Can't get enough of her lyrics to every song. All that stuff is true. I would say this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all entitled to our preferences. The girl Kayla Nicole. Who I guess is Travis Kelsey. has never asked. Don't know. Just speculating. I am a fan of Taylor Swift's music. I am a fan of Kayla Nicole. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I love Travis Kelsey for a lot of reasons. But I loved him a lot when he was with her, too. I just thought y'all should know that. Just as an aside. Music! Taylor Swift. Kayla Nicole. Kayla Nicole. Let me move on. I don't want to get myself in trouble. right The most hyped game of week five in the NFL is the Dallas Cowboys meeting against the San Francisco 49ers coming up this weekend. To y'all, it's a game between the two teams. To me, it's about Dak Prescott, whether or not the brother going to show up, particularly against the San Francisco 49ers' vaunted defense. Now, I understand it's not a popular thing for me to say, To Dallas Cowboy fans everywhere, I don't give a damn. You know I don't like y'all. Love y'all. You know, cause it's all all hate with the love and all that stuff, it's just strictly sports. Ain't nothing too deep or personal. You know, you got sports fanaticism and all of that other stuff. And just like y'all love y'all Cowboys, I can't stand you Cowboy fans. Cause y'all are the most disgusting, nauseating fan base in American history. Go one and 15 or three and 13, or now three and 14 on the season. 10 minutes after the season ends you know we're going to the super bowl next year right you know we're going to the super bowl next year right y'all make me sick okay it really really does but i got to tell you something as i scan my notes here thinking about my dak prescott notes i just felt compelled just to read some of these notes to you um you do understand that the 49ers have eliminated Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys each of the last two postseasons. <laughs> you do know that, right? You do know the San Francisco 49ers set y'all home back-to-back years, right? You see that with Dak Prescott? Playoffs versus the Niners? See that right there? See that? Both losses, right? Did you know in the two playoff games, Nick Bosa and company have pressured Dak on 41% of his dropbacks? Under pressure, Dak Prescott completed only 30 percent, 37 percent of his passes, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, six sacks, including all pass attempts in the two playoff losses versus the 49ers. Dak Prescott has completed 57 percent of his passes for two touchdowns and three interceptions. But the Cowboys have only mustered 29 points in both losses. By the way, Dak had seven picks between weeks 13 and 16 last year. That's an important point, huh? just as an aside. Just wanted y'all to know that because, see, the Cowboys on a four-game stretch right now. They got the San Francisco 49ers this week. They got that Monday night game on October 16th to the Chargers. I might show up to that one. They got a bye week, and then after that, they got the Los Angeles Rams, who are better this year, playing well. Sean McVay's doing a hell of a job. And, of course, they got a game at Philly. At Philly. I believe that's like November 5th or something like that. Um, So you got the 49ers in their defense. You got the Chargers, who already have 16 sacks on this season, even though they're the 31st-ranked total defense. You got the Rams, led by Aaron Donald, nine straight Pro Bowls. Donald's 22 total pressures this season are the most of any play on the defensive interior. And, of course, they got the Eagles' defense, which leads all teams in defensive pressures this year. And also lead the league with 81 sacks since the start of last season. That's who Dak Prescott's got to go against four times over the next five weeks. So when I think about it, I say to myself, hey, I like to laugh. Now, I know some of you out there think that I like to laugh at the Cowboys. And I'll show you why I like to laugh at Cowboy fans. It's really not the Cowboys. Because I love Michael Irvin, the playmaker. I love Emmitt Smith. I love Troy Aikman. I love primetime Deion Sanders. I love Nate Newton and these boys. I love some cowboy players. Right now, Micah Parsons is my dog. So is Trevon Diggs, wishing him nothing but a speedy recovery. Love those brothers, right? Demarcus Lawrence, a little bit truculent, a time guy, attitude, stuff like that. But that's all right. Still got love for him, too. Leighton Van Der Esch, I know he could ball, okay? Stephon Gilmore, future Hall of Fame as far as I'm concerned. Love these brothers. And You know Jerry Jones is my buddy. This is my buddy right there. My buddy. Okay? But I can't stand the fans. And I know some of you out there think that there's nothing that I enjoy more than laughing at Cowboy fans. Did you know that's actually number two on my list? do you want to see what number one do you want to see number one do you want to see the number one thing that I defer to in terms of me being in front of camera and seeing video of something that would make me laugh that just has me hysterical out my seat when I watch this remember 60 Minutes with the late great Ed Bradley God rest his soul remember when he was interviewing the greatest music artist of all time it's not James Brown, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of what Al Sharpton or somebody else will let tell you, I would tell you it's the great Michael Jackson. God rest his soul. It's when Ed Bradley, for 60 minutes, was interviewing Michael Jackson. This is number one on my list. Check it out.
1: As we sit here today, do you still think that it's acceptable to share your bed with children? Of course. Of course, why not? If you're going to be a pedophile, if you're going to be Jack the Ripper, if you're going to be a murderer, it's not a good idea. That I'm not.
0: <laughs> of course. Get so, years ago when that interview was taking place, <clears throat> I was eating a bowl of Crunch Berries. And when I was eating a bowl of Crunch Berries, I spit the shit out. That's how funny it was. That shit was hilarious. I spit it out. It was that damn funny. Still, this is a close second. I was oh, so happy. Look at
1: that. The greatest in the world.
0: <laughs> uh, the greatest angel. We're the last guy. Where's the dude that was crying at the age. <laughs> Y'all deserve better. <laughs> See, oh, Show them all. Show them. Hold on. Let's take a moment, y'all. Oh, Let's take a moment. God. Let's watch. There he, is. there he is. He got busted. Right. <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. beautiful. I mean, that's how I want cowboy fans to look. Ooh, that look at good. them. Look at them. <laughs> it is beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, that photo, that, that footage, rather, will never be deleted. Not as long as I'm living. That's when they had lost to the 49ers in Dallas, the home playoff game. Not last year when they lost, you know, in Santa Clara. This is the year before when they lost at Big D, AT&T Stadium, Jerry World, okay? This is when Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuels and them rolled up in there and beat them in the playoffs. And the Cowboy fans were just sitting there crying, and, and the dude hugging the girl wasn't even his girlfriend. He got busted. Didn't know the camera was on him. The girl tweeted, that wasn't me. That wasn't me he was hugging. But it's over now. I don't want him now. By the way, San Francisco 49 is a favorite by three points. They've knocked out Dallas from the playoffs the last two years. Just as an aside. Just as an aside. I thought I'd let you know that. Before I went to break, coming up, Kawhi Leonard had some comments about playing more games this season. Draymond Green on CP3. And who knows? I might even take your calls. or. I might touch on something political. Stick around. Don't touch that dial. You're listening live to the Stephen A. Smith Show on YouTube. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Welcome back to the Stephen A. Smith show right here over the digital airways with YouTube coming at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very, very least. Reminder, you can now call into the show. Just to do do that, just dial 888-SAS-5303. That's 888-SAS-5303. 888-727-5303. Before I get on to my next subjects, let me make sure that I'm clear so people can't misconstrue what I said. I'm not laughing about the accusations that were made against Michael Jackson, the late Michael Jackson. You had folks accusing him of being a pedophile. So there's absolutely, positively nothing funny about that. What I was laughing at was the answer. You still think it's okay to sleep in the bed with a 45 year old man to sleep in the bed with little boys? Of course, that's what I was laughing about. So I just wanted to make sure I've done that many times because it is funny to me how he answered the question. That's all. Just wanted to let everybody know that for clarification purposes. Let me move on. The NBA announced last month that there would be a new player participation policy targeting those who have been an all-star and all-NBA selection to prevent load management. Some players, like L.A. Clippers' Kawhi Leonard, feel like it won't make a bit of difference at all. Before I go any further, listen to what Kawhi Leonard had to say when asked or broached with that question. I'm just wondering if you feel an obligation to play every game. No, I mean, I'm not a guy that's sitting down because I'm um, doing a low management. Like, load. My, when I was with the Raptors, it was different. Like, I was coming from an injury. And you have to know the details of a doctor. Um, But if the league is seeing or trying to mock what I did with the Raptors, then they sh- should stop because I was injured during that whole year. Um, but other than that, if I'm able to play, I play basketball. Um, You know, I work out every day in the summertime to play the game, not to sit and watch people play. Um, So no league policy is helping me to play more games. Let me break this down real simple. I'm not going to belabor this point. I'm dead serious when I say this. Kawhi Leonard is the absolute worst superstar that a team can have. Period. People are misconstruing what I'm saying. He is a superstar, a champion, a two-time champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP. Even though LeBron James averaged 28 against him in that series that he had lost to the Spurs when he was named MVP, Kawhi Leonard got MVP honors because he held LeBron James to damn near 35% shooting from the field in the process. So he made life very, very tough for LeBron James and deserved a lot of credit for that. Kawhi Leonard is a superstar and a stud. And any team that has him healthy is a bona fide championship contender. If Kawhi Leonard was healthy and stayed healthy, the Clippers could win it all. I will remind you, they were giving the Phoenix Suns the business with KD and Devin Booker before Kawhi Leonard went down after game two and couldn't go on any further. Kawhi Leonard is a superstar. What I'm saying about Kawhi Leonard is that He's also missed 48% of his games since he has arrived in Los Angeles. Ladies and gentlemen, he's missed 147 out of 308 games. That's 48% of his regular season games. 48%, okay? And then when you take that into consideration and you take into account what Forbes magazine uh, had him ranked, they had Kawhi Leonard last year ranked as the 35th highest paid athlete in the world. Fifty point five million in earnings, forty two point five million in salary, plus an additional eight million in endorsements. Do you know what one of those endorsement deals? The New Balance uh, commercials. You know the kids are actually speaking, and not Kawhi He can't even talk for his own damn endorsement deals. He does absolutely, positively nothing to market the sport. I'm talking business. He does there's nothing to question about his play. He's an elite defender. He's now an elite scorer. The way his game has evolved over the years, he is phenomenal. He is class personified. I'm sure he's not a bad dude. Nothing like that. But he does nothing to market the sport. So if you're missing 48% of your games and you're doing nothing in that time to help market your team or market the sport, how are you worth the money? How? It's just that simple. A team's first player participation policy violation will carry a fine of $100,000, according to ESPN. A second offense will cost about $250,000 and subsequent fines would escalate by $1 million per violation. Kawhi Leonard has missed some games, man. There's no way around it. And I'm sorry. You can't always excuse it. You just can't. If he's hurt, he's hurt. Damn it, retire if you hurt that much. But Jesus, Steve Ballmer's a billionaire. He's as competitive as they come. He desperately wants to make inroads in Los Angeles to be more relevant than the Los Angeles Lakers. It'll never happen. We know that because L.A., Tinseltown is about that purple and gold. We get it. But damn, could you at least pretend to try? Kawhi Leonard does nothing to market the sport of basketball when he's not playing. When he is playing, thank God his game is so great because if it wasn't for that, him playing wouldn't be enough to market the sport. By the way, if Kawhi Leonard doesn't get hurt, I don't know if the Phoenix Suns go to the finals against Milwaukee. I think the Clippers might have gotten there. If Kawhi Leonard doesn't get hurt, I don't know if Phoenix last year bounces them out in the first round. I don't know that. Paul George was hurt, then he's hurt after two games. And Paul George, he gets hurt, we see him come down. Like I said on Podcast P when I showed up there. Well, we saw his injury. Kawhi Leonard dropping 41 night, 38 the next. The next thing you know, the next day he ain't available for shoot around. And then after that, he can't go. Why you think Ty Lue, the coach, looks so miserable all the damn time? Because day to day, he don't know when he's going to hear next that Kawhi Leonard ain't available. That's the problem. Period. Speaking of problems, NBA All-Stars Draymond Green and Chris Paul They were brought together this offseason, in case you didn't know, because Chris Paul was ultimately traded to the Golden State Warriors. They're playing on the same team now, and it's no secret that both players have strong personalities. As recently as late July or something, Chris Paul had called Draymond Green, and Draymond Green still hadn't called them back. It's a challenge. It's a challenge because that's a relationship that wasn't the greatest relationship. In terms of competitors going up against one another, Well, in case you needed an explanation, Draymond Green wasn't wasn't hesitant to provide it to the new point guard for the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, Chris Paul, along with Steph Curry, along with Klay Thompson. We can debate whether how much he's going to help the Golden State Warriors later. But for now, the subject matter involves him and Draymond Green. Here's Draymond's explanation as to why CP3 and him may have had some problems in the past. You know i started to get to know chris better um i didn't know chris at all outside of competing with him if you've ever watched chris compete he's kind of an asshole you may say the same thing about me um and that's okay uh, but he's also one of the most competitive guys that you know i've played it against over my 11 years in this league I'm also an extremely competitive guy, and I'm not backing down from anyone. He's not backing down from anyone. That will bring some clashes. Amen. Now, just so you know, I think that Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards in the history of basketball. He's entering his 19th year in the league. He's a surefire first ballot future Hall of Famer. There's no way around it. Draymond Green is in his 12th year in the league. Could they be all in water, potentially? Could they coexist here year? Could they be... And could it be an implosion that's imminent? Sure, but I think the professionalism of Chris Ball combined with the commitment from both to winning will overcome any adversarial kind of situations or any tensive kind of situations. I think they'll be fine. I think more so than the relationship with Draymond and CP3 is how CP3 is going to be utilized by Steve Kerr. I don't think CP3 is somebody that wants to come off the bench think he wants to start. I don't know how you start CP3, Steph, Clay, and Draymond together. I just don't know how you pull that off. That's a little bit too small for me. But Steve Kerr is one of the greatest coaches, top five coaches in the history of basketball as far as I'm concerned. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. I got Golden State on the outside looking up at L.A. Lakers, Phoenix Suns, Denver Nuggets. But after that, anything's possible, which means a Western Conference semifinals berth is the least we should expect from the Golden State Warriors. Let me not forget Memphis. Dallas, I gotta see to believe that they're gonna play defense this year. We shall see. And the Clippers, I gotta see you healthy. Obviously, you want the top four teams if you're healthy. We shall see. Before I get to the calls, let me go A little bit news, political for a second. House of Representatives yesterday voted to remove their speaker, Kevin McCarthy, Republican Kevin McCarthy, from his post. It's the first time in our nation's history the speaker has been ousted from the chair and it now leaves Congress in limbo. He was voted out by a count of 216 to 210. Some of the Democrats turned against him. Obviously, some of the Republicans, the, the, the zealot, the right wing zealots. Uh, turned against them as well, and that's how it happened. Alster was due to McCarthy working with Democrats to prevent a government shutdown hours before it went into effect. Eight Republican detractors, hard right holdouts who tried to stop him from becoming Speaker in January, were actually the ones who forced him out. They were led by Matt Gates of Florida and included Andy Gibbs for Arizona, Ken Buck for Colorado, Nancy Mace for South Carolina, Tim Burchett for Tennessee. Eli Crane for Arizona, Bob Good for Virginia, and Matthew Rosendale for Montana. Despite talk over the weekend that some Democrats might cut a deal with McCarthy to save him, the Speaker ultimately refused to offer members of the opposition party any concessions, leaving Democrats unified against him, according to reports. After the vote, McCarthy said, quote, he will not seek the Speakership again. And according to news reports, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise and Representative Jim Jordan announced they're running setting up a fight to replace McCarthy after his historic ouster. Here's the deal. Once again, dissension, chaos, chaos, and damn near anarchy is invading Capitol Hill. You just look at some of these politicians and say, damn, what a waste you are. You're in no moral position to do anything. You really aren't. You can't come together to save your damn lives. It's really, really sad. It's really sad. Um. But the one other thing we need to understand is that compromise is the order of the day. You can't compromise. You're gonna achieve anything. No one gets everything they want. No one. No one. Some way. Somehow, we're going to learn this one day. But until we do, we have the chaos we have, which is precisely why tens of millions of people out there are willing to vote for a former president who's got multiple federal charges against him, totaling 91 counts. And if he were in a zebra suit, Coughed, and behind bars, they'd still vote for him. Because in their eyes, if Trump was the president, all of those Republicans would have stood down. Because he would have said, chill out, because I need McCarthy for this, this, that, and the third. Y'all better fall in line. And damn it, they would have. And that's what a lot of people are craving for. I don't like it. I don't like saying it. I damn sure don't want him to be president, but the truth is the truth. It's time for us to stop avoiding it. 888-727-5303, that's 888-727-5303. sas 5303 Back with your calls to close out the show in a minute. You're listening live to the Stephen A. Smith Show, right here on YouTube. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who to stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? Welcome back to the Stephen A. Smith Show. Coming at you as I love you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over the digital airwaves of YouTube. Number to call up as always is 888-727-5303. That's 888-SAS-5303. Uh, just a reminder... For you to call into the show, that's the number to call in. And obviously, I'm coming at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So feel free to tune in. Before I get to the calls, did you see the music superstar, Beyonce? Remember I brought up that name earlier in the show? Well, just in case you care, because I do. She's just released a new trailer for our upcoming concert film, Renaissance. It does not look like it is going to disappoint any of us. Look at it. Look at her. Facts. Her movie hits U.S. theaters December 1st. Facts. This is one thing that I do know. Taylor Swift is that girl right now doing that thing. But I don't give a damn what anybody says. No one, no female eclipses Queen B. Love me some Rihanna, by the way. She's phenomenal, fabulous. Very, very proud of her and all that she's done very proud of Taylor Swift and all those Swifties who love her is justified. I told you I went to a concert, never had a better time at a concert, never. But I ain't been to Beyonce concert. I just watched. She's spectacular. No one, no one comes before Queen B. I know some of y'all look at me and be like, yes, David, I don't know. Me going to bring up oldies, Aretha Franklin. You know, you're gonna bring up Diana. You know, what the hell are you gonna bring up? Diana Ross? Who's you gonna bring up? Mary J. Man, Mary J. Blige is that girl. She's she's all that, no doubt. She's special. By the way, I love her. I'm so proud of her and the job she's doing in power. You know, Power Book Ghost. Oh, she's so she, I'm so proud of her and method, man. I really am. Can't wait for that to come back on stars. Of course, Sierra, phenomenal entertainer, performer. Janet Jackson back in the day. Control. We are a part of a Rhythm Nation. I love me some Janet Jackson. And Taylor Swift turned it out. Special. Rihanna turned it out. Super Bowl. T- special. There's only one Beyonce. No one gets a nod over Beyonce in my eyes. I ain't apologizing for that to anybody. I love a lot of people. Beyonce special just so y'all know to the phones we go before I get on out of here let's go to Jonathan and Callie you're live with Stephen A what's up Jonathan talk to me what's
1: going on Stephen A Smith man um is this season a bust season for the Lakers if they don't get the championship this
0: year um I don't think it's busted I don't think you can expect them to win the championship they're not the favorite they're not even one of the top three teams in the NBA top three teams in the NBA are Denver Boston and Milwaukee and not necessarily in that order The Lakers are on the outside of the top three looking in. So to me, if you get back to a conference finals and you don't get swept, it is a successful season.
1: For me, I think Lakers are going to win it. I feel like the Lakers are going to prove everybody wrong.
0: Well, you go ahead and keep praying. Goodbye. Let's go to Hunter in Denver. You're live with Stephen A. What's up, Hunter? Talk to me.
1: What's going on, Stephen A? Calling in to talk to you about Justin Fields. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Suffering Bears fan here, you know, you watch him against the worst defense in the league, just gave up 70. You put up 28, three quarters, chopping them up. Then you just stop. Um, The Bears from here, you know, do they trade that guy? You just be done with it and you tank the rest of the season. Well, listen, I mean. what, What are they
0: doing? Here's the problem. If you tank, this is the problem with the Chicago Bears as far as I'm concerned. You've lost 14 straight overall. You're approaching a calendar year in which you haven't won a game. You're approaching a calendar year in which you haven't won a game. You realize that? That's just horrible. Now, you've lost nine straight at home. Let me say this to you. If you're tanking the season, why are you tanking the season? Because you want to get a top pick where you can get USC's Caleb Williams. Ain't ain't, right. ain't, ain't that fair to say? Ain't that fair to say, Hunter? That's, um, I mean, yeah. So here's a, my point. Third but here's now. my point. Here's my point. It doesn't matter then because it's not that Justin Field is bad, it's that Eberflus is not a great coach. He's a defensive-minded coach, doesn't seem to know what he's doing offensively. Get to your offensive coordinator, doesn't seem to be much better. And the reality is, whatever quarterback you get, you're putting him putting him in an untenable situation. So my attitude is, I don't know what to tell you. I think it's going to be a bad situation, and I don't think getting another quarterback is going to do anything. But I will say this, here's where the hope lies. Your GM, Ryan Poles, did not draft Justin Fields. He did not hire Eberflus, And so now he's going to have an opportunity to put his fingerprints on the franchise. And I think that's going to be incredibly beneficial for them. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Quentin in Columbus, Ohio, you're live with Stephen A. What's up, Quentin?
1: Yeah, what's going on, Stephen A? Talk to uh, me. so just 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 get straight to the point. How come, why is it that quarterbacks like Justin Herbert or Josh Allen don't face the same type of scrutiny as Dak Prescott when they come up short in the playoffs.
0: Um, because they don't represent the Cowboys. I mean, if, if you really were really going to get down to it, when you're America's team and you're worth nine billion, when the next largest team is worth six billion, and the average NFL team is worth. Five billion dollars, and you got that star on your he- on your helmet, and you got an owner who's a marketing wizard like Jerry Jones, and you have cowboy fans the world over just dominating with their omnipotence, their conspicuous presence, and what have you. It brings more attention, and with that attention, more scrutiny. And that's really the answer yeah, to like- your question. Yeah, I
1: get that. When people talk about this man like he's a scrub, man, like I I don't get it.
0: Well, they don't talk about him like he's a scrub. They talk about him like he's somebody that hasn't helped the franchise win a Super Bowl in the last 28 years. There's a difference. We know that Dak Prescott can play. We know he's not a scrub. We know that this brother can ball. But in the same breath, he comes up small in big moments. And those big moments are usually on the biggest stage because they're the Cowboys and they warrant the most attention. And so because that's the reality, that's why the scrutiny comes with it. So you see other people, right? right? Well, you see other people. You see me talking, right? And I'm doing something, and you calling into my show, right? Which, by the way, I appreciate. Thank you, man. I'm not mad about it. I'm happy about it, right? You ain't calling into just anybody's yeah. show, but you calling into mine. You know why? Because I'm Stephen A. I'm your boy. You see what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not one of those other people. I'm your boy. You feel me? Yeah, you, you, you slick. No, right? You slick with that one. Yeah, I did damn right. that. Okay. No <laughs> doubt. Call back, Quinn. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much, Gary in Delaware. You live with Stephen A. Talk to me, All Gary. Right.
1: Hey, Stephen A. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you. I just had a couple of. I had a question for you Go about ahead, the man. whole James Harden situation. Sure, bro. Why is it that you
0: feel like nobody should pursue him? I didn't say that. I said okay. I, if it were Miami, Mad Dog Russo said he wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. I said gotcha. I think he could. I think he could be used on Miami. And the Clippers. But here's the problem, Gary, okay? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Here's the problem. Gary, if somebody quit on you once, and they quit on you twice, and they quit on you three times, you want them? Well, I got – so my, my whole thing about this whole situation with the word quit, when you say that – if you say he quit on Houston, granted, I'll I, I give you that one. But the whole Brooklyn situation, we know – I agree with that. Underlying, I agree with that Brooklyn situation. situation. That's a valid point right. of your part. Yeah. And then with the whole Philly situation, I feel like if somebody, you know, you, you take a pay cut of 13 to $15 million or
1: whatever the case would be, we don't know if this underhand table deal was made or not between him and Daryl
0: Morey. We don't know that. But no, no, no. no, no wait, wait whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, I believe it has. And I covered a little. All right. So I don't think, don't All give right, me, so, let me be clear. I don't believe mm-hmm. James Harden is lying. Now, I don't want to okay. call, I don't want to call Daryl Morey a liar. I haven't spoken to him. I'm just being responsible here. But do I believe do I believe James Harden that James Harden somebody told him something that wasn't right you damn right I believe him but my point right. is but my point is you going out there and calling the dude a liar doesn't ingratiate you with the rest of the league when you got the backdrop of Houston and Brooklyn understood that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying all right, you so do you see him possibly getting traded or do you think he's gonna have to stick the share out in Philly and make things work with him out there with Joel and Nick Nurse I, and them boys? I can see him getting traded, but here's the problem. They got that new rule in place in the NBA where if you trying to hold out in any capacity, whether directly or indirectly, you mm-hmm. can get Philly punished. Can hold them accountable. And, and yeah. not only that, Philly can retain the rights because you tried to sabotage a year. So they can mm-hmm. retain the rights and get the year back ostensibly. That's what he has to be careful about. So I'm just imploring James Harden, play chess, not checkers. I understand you may have been done wrong. Guess what? I'm willing to bet, Gary, you've been done wrong before. You damn sure better be clear. I've been done wrong before, but there is a way to handle shit. And if you're not going to do that, then you're putting yourself in a precarious position. That's my point to James Harden. I got love for James Harden. I don't want him uh, not playing ball or or looking miserable. You got to go out there and remind people who the hell you are. But this ain't the way to do it. I agree with you on that one. Thank you, Stephen A. All right, man, take it easy, bro. Let's go to Raphael in Florida. You're live with Stephen A. What's up, Raphael? How you doing, man?
1: How are you doing, Stephen A.? It's Talk great to, to be on the show.
0: Thank you, man. Listen,
1: I'm get, I, I want to give you an opportunity to, to to co-sign on our team this year, man. We got a great team coming up. Um, we just had media day yesterday, reigning rookie of the year. You know what Franz did this year in, in, in FIBA World Cup. How you feeling about Orlando this year? Do you think um, we squeak into the top six?
0: Mm, that's a tough one right there. But last, Come year, on. But last year you were 34-48. and 48. You missed the playoffs. But I love Mosley. I love Mosley as your coach. Let me get that out the way Great first. Coach. I do love him as your coach, and I'm looking at your stats right now because I want to punch him up. I want to make sure. Well, first of all, you know I'm a fan of Ben Carroll. You know that brother can ball, and I'm a fan of his. I I need to see more from a Marquel Fultz. I need to see more. Um, I, I, listen, the two guys for me is Ben Carroll and Wendell Carter. Okay, I got to see the rest of this team develop. I got to see them really, really evolve. I could see you improving while missing the playoffs. But could I see you possibly vying for a playing? Yeah, I can see that. You got a chance. You got a chance. You got a chance. It <laughs> well, it's good to hear from you. No Steven doubt, a, man. man. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. No doubt, man. Take, take care of All right, bros. Taz, you're live with Stephen A. Taz in Jersey. What's up, bro? Talk to me. Hey, Stephen A. How you doing? I'm good, bro. What's up? Man, I just wanted to talk to you about Jalen Brown, man. Okay. It's,
1: it's, it's a shame how he has no left hand and he's getting paid the $300 million.
0: Um, I don't believe it's that they nah, – no, I've seen him use his left before, particularly when he elevates his finishes at the basket. The brother is proven, my man. And the market, he got what the market allows. Like you see guys getting paid, don't get fooled by that because that means Jason Tatum's going to get paid more when it's his turn. Giannis is going to get paid more when it's his turn along with others. Remember years ago when you saw cats getting paid and then you like, damn, that's a lot. What the hell is going on? And then the market cleared up and you saw how others were getting paid even more. That's the same thing with Jalen Brown the timing of his contract negotiations was just ideal. And that's why he got the money that he got. But make no mistake about it, Um, Jason Tatum is the star of this team. But Jalen Brown can ball. He didn't ball well in Game 7 last year. But remember, the year before when he was in the finals against Golden State, he played better in the finals than Jason Tatum. Remember that?
1: Yeah, I I remember that. But I also remember Tatum also getting injured in that Game 7, and he was
0: really relying on him. Well, no, no, no. I I totally, like I told you, he didn't step up. Ain't no excuses. he didn't step up. Right. Ain't step, step up. up. No, but but the year before when they were in the finals, Tatum didn't. That's all I'm saying. We gotta be right. fair. We gotta be right. fair. Right. Right. Yeah. We gotta be fair. But
1: I'm just saying, um, it's just the simple fact that like him having no left hand and it's just knowing that like on a
0: defensive end, like a guy like Marcus Smart or a guy like uh, uh anybody just going against him, they'll just they'll just attack his left side. Isn't that a problem? Well, you could say it's a problem, but don't talk about him like he Clyde Drexler. I mean, he won that. He won that one-handed. Now, come on, bro. He won. That. I mean, you gotta stop that Taz. Come on now. I mean, oh, yes, damn. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean Taz. I mean, uh, D- Clyde Drexler's a Hall of Famer, but that brother looked like he was operating with a hand tied behind his back when he played. That's not yes, Jalen Brown. Yes, Jalen Brown's not that bad. And by the way. Jalen Brown did average 26.6 points and 6.9 rebounds, 49% shooting and 33.5% from 3.5 sure last sure year. Sure did, sure The year before that, he averaged 23. The year before that, he averaged 24. So the last, the last, what is it, three years, he's averaged nearly 25 a game? Come on, bro. You got to give him some love. You got to give him some love now. Absolutely. I, I can see
1: him, like I said, the okay. contender for the finals. Okay. I, I have no doubt All that right. they'll
0: make Make all right then stop whining about it embrace the brother appreciate the call man okay victor and lincoln you're live with no with Stephen right. a what's going on man how are you
1: i'm doing well man how are you doing i'm
0: good man talk to me
1: i was just wondering you know because i've been watching you most of you know most of my life actually and you've always kind of had a good head on your shoulders get, and a lot of people kind of stumble especially given what you've had to you know, kind of adapt to with the communication boom and the social media boom and all that. So I'm just wondering how you take care of yourself and your own mental health and how you've had to adapt given all the changes well, like, in your lifetime.
0: Let me say this, Victor. First of all, I appreciate your call because I think that's an important question. Um, here's what I would tell you. First of all, you got to surround yourself with the right people and people who love you. I didn't say, Mm -hmm. yes, people who's just going to tell you what you want to hear. I said, surrounding yourself with people who love you, because sometimes people who love you don't tell you what you want to hear. They tell you what you need to hear. And so I think that's incredibly important. That's number one. Remember, when I give speeches, Victor, I've said this on many occasions. Everybody needs a cheerleader as well as a mentor. A mentor is somebody that's in your line of work, your field, or whatever that can help elevate you to the levels that you aspire to reach. A cheerleader is somebody that's constantly cheering you on and they don't let you fall in an abyss. You always need both in every walk of life. Guidance, encouragement. Encouragement, guidance. But you also have to do your part. If you know that criticism, skepticism, vitriol, etc. gets to you and compromises your spirit on social media. What the hell are you reading it for? Don't read it. Yeah. Don't look at it. Don't watch the videos. Don't do that. You understand what I'm saying? You have an idea of what you can take and absorb and what you can't. And you ever have these friends? It could be people that you love, it could be family members, it could be anybody, Victor. But For some reason, they compromise your spirit. You ever saw that movie? You ever saw that movie, Silver uh, Silver Lining's Playbook? With Bradley Cooper, and and, and I love that movie too. You saw that, right, with Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper? You remember that scene? Remember that scene where Bradley Cooper's in his house and he's talking to his friend who's married? And he was like, come on, why do you keep doing this? And the guy's talking about his wife, he says, because she brings me down, man. Remember that scene? Remember that? Yep. He was talking, but she brings me down. He was like, yo, I'm just, oh, you know, I got to listen to this heavy metal music and I got to scream because I'm holding so much stuff in because she's always messing with me and she's so stressful. That's what he was saying. The point is, you got to make sure that people who are in your life don't affect you like that. And people who do affect you like that can't get into your life. When you do that, you're guarding you. Successful people that I've interviewed, that I've talked to, that I've befriended everywhere. They taught me this. This is not rocket science. This is not some brilliant epiphany on my part. I'm sharing with you what was shared with me. I'm teaching you. you what was taught to me. And so what happens is when you build that intestinal fortitude, that strength inside yourself, you think I don't see these these effing trolls trying to get at me on social media, bro? You think I don't see some of my colleagues' former colleagues lying their fucking asses off, popping shit? You think I don't see them? Why haven't I I, why haven't I commented? Because benefits, I guess, because they want clicks. Mm. They want to use Stephen A to big up themselves. See, Dan and I, I could talk about Dan Levitard. Do you know why I can talk about Dan Levittard? Why? Because I talk to him. We just talked this morning. We just talked this morning. Sure we agree or we disagree or whatever. But it's not mm-hmm. about, about clicks with us because we've been boys for 20 plus years. Now, I didn't know about some of the things he used to say about Alan Robinson. I didn't know that. Had I known I'd have jumped in his ass years ago. But I was busy <laughs> working and I missed those episodes. Otherwise, I'd have jumped all in, Dan Leopards behind. But I say all of that to say we, 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 we good, we good with each other. But if you don't talk to me and I don't know you, and you're an enemy, or you want to become an enemy, I don't have time. I'll address what I wanna address when I'm in the mood to address it, assuming I'm ever in a mood at all. But what I'm really saying is, you will never be allowed to do anything that's going to compromise my spirit. You ain't that important. And that's what I want you to know. You feel me? Thanks, my
1: man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate man. it, man. No problem. You head. do matters, man. It really does. Thank All you. On. I
0: appreciate it, man. All the best to you, my man. God bless. Final caller, yes, Jackie sir. in Chicago. You're live with Stephen A. What's up, Jackie? Hey, Stephen What's up, baby girl? How you doing? How's everything? I'm
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. Thank you for calling. What's going on?
1: I just wanted to call in and talk to you because I was watching your show this morning, and you said that you think that Dak Prescott is going to have two interceptions this weekend. Yes. And I just want to let you know that you're right. He will. And I have my brother here who is a huge Dallas fan. Right. And he, he just doesn't believe me that... Dallas is not going anywhere. What's your brother's
0: right? name, Jackie? What's your brother's name? Alex. His name is Alex? Yes. Let me, let, Alex, let me tell you something, bro. Dak Prescott going down. You better listen to Jackie. You better listen to Jackie. Now, Jackie, are you, are you the big sister, Jackie, or are you the little sister? I'm the little sister. You're the little sister, right? See, that's what the problem is right there, Jackie. See, when you the little sister, the big brother think like he, he, he act like he pops. You know
1: she Big said Brother's back is going to be MVP this year. I don't oh, know about uh, that.
0: <laughs> Please. Is, is Alex around you right now? Is he around you? Yeah. Put him on the phone with you. Don't get off the phone, Jackie. but put him on the phone with you. Put him on the phone with you. You understand? Jackie, are you Jackie, are you listening to me, Jackie? Alex, I know yes. you there, but Jackie, you listen to me. See, Jackie, let me tell yes. you something with Alex about Alex while Alex is on the phone. Let me guess. He the big brother. So he acting like pops all the time. One minute he telling you what's going to happen on the football field. Another minute he telling you, you don't know as much sports as him. And another minute he trying to police what boyfriend you have. Am I lying? Am I lying?
1: He makes fun of me because I'm a fan. But what can, what am I supposed to do?
0: Well, I will admit he's right. He's right (laughs) about that. He's right about that. I mean. I, mean, them, I know I know the bears are bad know, news those bears I know are bad the news Bears
1: stand but he doesn't right. know where Dallas stands oh
0: get me you d- 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 see what well, see what happens is what you saying is he's delusional and you live in reality. Yeah, but you. Yeah, still, like you, I know
1: for sure I'm gonna get my heart broken tomorrow. Okay, Thursday night, and before. he don't know,
0: and he don't know, and he does, He, he
1: thinks that he's going to the Super Bowl. He
0: don't know. He's, he's 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 on drugs. It's okay. But let me ask you this question. I want you to I want you to avoid my question. He does try to police who your boyfriends are gonna be and stuff like that, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. he do that? Yeah, does he do that? Well, let me say. He this. He thinks
1: so. he knows everything. Let
0: me say this to you. I support Alex on that one. No, That's right, Alex. Way to be the big brother, bro. Way to be the big brother, bro. You understand what I'm saying? Police all of them. You remember, Alex, you remember the movie Bad Boys 2? Yeah. You remember that scene when that boy, that that young whippersnapper came to take Martin Lawrence's daughter out and him yeah, yeah, and Will yeah. Smith tortured That's the guy? You remember that? You remember when he did that? That is yeah. what you have to do to all of Jackie's boyfriends. Any dude that co- to pretending to be a friend, we know what his intention is. We know what his intention is. We know what his intention is. Okay, when anything, when he come to the door, because Jackie sound like she fly. She sound like she fly. And it's too damn cold in Chicago to just be going out. So they want to stay home and schmooze. They know what they doing. You understand? But you don't fall for that, Alex. You understand? You make sure that while you got to re- re- acknowledge that your sister's right about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, she's wrong about the Bears because they're bad news. She's wrong about the Bears because they're bad, but the bad news. But you're supposed to torture her as much as you – not her, but any any dude that come to the door, Alex. You check him. I got you. I you got you. All right. I got to go, y'all. I appreciate the love. Thank y'all so much. Take care. Thank God you. Bless. Have a go- Appreciate the love. Jackie in Chicago. Alex in Chicago. The brother and sister duo. I like that. He got to deal with that. When you you the big brother, you have to be Papa. You got to be Papa Bro. That's what you got to do. You got to make life uncomfortable for these young whippersnappers out there trying to get a hold of your little sister. You got to do that. You got to do that. I know what I'm going to be as a daddy. Tell you that much. And I'm going to have help. Security, private investigators, all that stuff. You ain't putting nothing past me. Putting nothing past me. I'm telling you that right now. Anyway, I got to get on out of here. But I want to thank everybody for watching another episode of the Stephen A. Smith Show. You can catch me here at this very least every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over the digital airwaves of YouTube. Please make sure to continue to like and follow the Stephen A. Smith Show right here on YouTube. Just click the bell and get notified for all of my new content. And bam, there it'll be. Also, you know, I got a best-selling book out, a New York Times bestselling book, Straight Shooter, a memoir of second chances and first takes. That's the stuff that I do. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure everybody knows that obviously Straight Shooter, the title of the book dedicated to my mother. I'm a straight shooter because she made me one because she was one. So that's what I want everybody to know. Okay. Um, I'm signing off for now, but I'll catch y'all um, at a later date. I'm going to be off this Friday probably off a little bit next week as well the NBA season is rapidly approaching I'm building a new studio so I got some work to do to make sure that I'm pounding that pavement and doing everything that I could possibly do but anyway appreciate the love and support I won't be too far away and trust you me I got a bunch of shows coming your way to throughout this year and into the new year make no mistake about that but until next time this is Stephen A signing off peace and love